on yours. All right, then um, you already did, but we back. Queen Essence, baby. Queen Essence. Yes, sir. Welcome to another episode of Stuck in Middle Podcast. I am your host, Reflex. Listen, we are back on the desk for this one because we had to do it right, man. <laughs> Just some little housekeeping. First of all, if you are not subscribed to the channel, definitely hit that ringer as well so you get updates every time we drop something new on the podcast. Visit sitmpodcast.com backslash store. You shop Stuck in Middle Podcast merch backslash blog you read our blog section we have an incredible cast of writers and the visitor guest section as well so you know what we got coming up in the next couple weeks got a special guest in the house got a special guest in the house like i said man we had to do this in the studio hey he's the ceo and founder of melanated fathers llc author of the new book i'm manifesting my queen essence and professional couples of mental health therapists, please, please welcome Olu Wafemisanya to Stuck in the Middle Podcast. How you feeling, bro? Hey, man, I feel blessed, man. I like how you say my full government, too. Olu Wafemisanya. I got it right? Yes, sir. You did. You did a great job. How you feeling, bro? I'm feeling blessed. Like I said, man, we in a pandemic. Yeah, you know, man. Corona, COVID-19. We alive. We blessed. Families alive. We got projects kicking off. I can't, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And I... I can't complain, man. I feel blessed. That's a good thing, man. I want to. I want to dive right into it because you know, I, we, you, you're not a friend. You're not a, uh, a new to the podcast. You're a friend to the podcast. I'm. 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 I'm, I'm not a stranger. <laughs> yeah, not a stranger. I've, been, I've been in the studio. We have your signature on the on the board. You know what I mean? I'm, a, uh, I'm up there. But this is something that you've been working on for a minute. You know what I mean? It's it's taking you what nine whole years to finally get this book out in the market. S- seven years. Seven years. My bad. Seven the years. The number of perfection. Why? Why did it take that long? My brother, um, I, I'm going to say it's God, bro. I mean, I say that to say, well, let me not just say it's God, mm-hmm. but I mean, it's also the fact that um, I first had the idea to write this book in 2013. Mm. At that time, I was 23 going on 24. Yeah. Um, you know, I've always been a brother that's in tune with my emotions. I'm empathetic. You know all these good teens however there's something about life um the magnitude or the depth of how what i want to explore in this book mm-hmm. i didn't have the wisdom and i didn't have the life experience Ooh. and i think it was something that i needed for me to be able to deliver the quality of what i wanted to deliver yeah whether it was life experience in my own personal life or as uh as a professional as a mental health clinician i didn't have it at the time because Mm -hmm. when i started writing i was still in grad school Mm -hmm. i was just finishing up grad school um now i'm seven years in as a therapist yeah and you know same thing in my life i was was a young pop you know (laughs) i was too you know i I was in the streets you know but now you know I'm stable. Things are. I'm. I'm just in a different mental health space, and I've acquired and attained so much wisdom throughout the seven years that, with when this pandemic happened, and that's another thing. I mean, you know, pre-pandemic, man, we are always just on the move. Exactly. Everybody, you got work, you got your friends, you got happy hour. We're never still. Mm-hmm. The pandemic forced me to be still. Locking. Like literally, I had I, I was home. I'm still working from home now, but 
at the beginning of the pandemic, you know, I took some time off, so I had so much free time. Mm. And I'm like, what am I to do with my time? And for some reason, I, a friend of mine's, um, you know, she had just, I think she was telling me, she had shared with me that she wanted to write. Mm. And then my mind went back to, yo, you started you writing. Started a project. Yeah, back in 2013 and you abandoned it. And then one of my childhood friends, she published her book in 2018. So, of course, that also motivated me. Shout out to uh, Molly. Mm -hmm. uh, she pub published her book in 2018. Um, so, with the pandemic with me finally having the time and then now I have the life experience mm -hmm. and wisdom mm -hmm. so when she encouraged me and said man I understand you might feel uh, writer's block or whatever mm -hmm. um, but just write how you talk yeah. and just see what you're able yeah. to come up with don't think too much about wanting to sound like an author mm -hmm. and writing certain yeah. words like uh, oh, that would, would, would it have been the same book though back then? You you think? And that's the thing why I said life experience and yeah. wisdom, because even my title yeah. back then was the original title was called "I'm Trading My Dog for My Prince Charming." Ooh. Whole different title, <laughs> way different. different concept. Yeah, yeah. And now, uh, when I began writing, I was thirty. Now I'm thirty-one. I'm like I don't want to write that. Mm. This is not what I want to convey. Like now, I, I I now feel like I know a lot about life and the challenges that we have in life, and I wanted to explore that instead of let's focus on men and women, you know, relationships. Mm. I want to like talk in depth about you as a woman mm. and just from childhood to present day yeah so that's my that's my you no know, next question like who is this book for i'm manifesting my queen essence who is this book for why is it important you know after all this time that it finally came out great question my brother i mean this this book um it, it's for it's for the ladies um I'm, I'm gonna share this short this little story i'm gonna try to keep it short yeah yeah for sure um what really inspired this book was again in 2013 um, at the time my niece was two, I was doing um, couples and family counseling mm. in my internship because I was still in grad school. And, um, and of course, I'm now what, about three years out of undergrad. And I formed um, relationships in undergrad with some of my friends who were women. And I was able to kind of look at, you know, some of the challenges that they were having. Um, in their life, whether relationship, whether family or personal whatsoever, whether it were friendships, I was able to kind of observe some of the individuals who I met while on my, you know, with my professional aspect mm -hmm. and looked at some of their challenges. Then I, ref I looked, was able to look at my niece at two, who at that time you can say, uh, she doesn't really quote unquote have any problems yet right. and I was like at what point does this two year old grow up to be the age of my homegirls in college then they grow up to be the age of the people that I was counseling who were maybe 30s, 40s, 50s, whatever and these challenges still exist mm. where did things begin to go wrong mm -hmm. you know 
and all those things and that's what kind of piqued my interest and say how can i be of help how can i be an agent of change and keep in mind this was 2013 this was the era when steve harvey released the book oh yeah think like a man think like a man <laughs> so and you know women were gravitating all towards it and i was like okay i get it you know women felt like they were getting something but me being a therapist there was another angle that i wanted to explore but again back then i just didn't have the experience the experience yeah. to do so earlier i have you know uh, posed this question you know um on social media how women felt about being called queen essence you know just honing on the title and receive me mixed feedback and reviews oh, yeah. do you do you think it's it's boxing and it's limiting to i mean granted the book is for women you know what mm -hmm. i mean but do you feel like men are like all right that's for the ladies that, that you know that they go read that or let me cop this for my my girls there's something in there for me for the brother for yes you. um shout out to yourself uh flex because i did a survey before writing while writing this book part of the process was um did a survey i did a questionnaire mm -hmm. where um i came up with a bunch of questions maybe about 20 something questions and i did a male version and a female version a woman's version and you were one of the yeah brothers that you know decided to answer some of those questions so as a brother uh, and and the reason behind that because I wanted women to, because um, <clears throat> sometimes there's this narrative about men that, you know, we're not in tune with our emotions, mm. we're not this, we're not that. So I wanted women to kind of get some insight about, you know, what men's perspectives or what some of their stories are um, from childhood to adolescence, like where where their mindset is in terms of friendships you know in terms of relationships and things of that nature nature in terms of sex what are some of the things that shape those things what are some of the things that influence those so they can gain a little insight or a little more insight about maybe how men view things some of the challenges men may experience that they may not share mm. what may be some of those contributing factors and I think for men, it's good to read it too because you you may want to understand women better. Not if not your women in your family, your you know the women you're dating or maybe married to or whatsoever. Yeah, yeah. So I think it's even though it's for women, it's also for men because you can gain from it too. And the, uh, there's a voice of men that's represented there. Uh, with the responses to the questionnaire and you actually also conducted through zoom sessions so it was like a community you know what i'm saying like I, I, i'm telling you it, and that's what was so um great about this project because again back then i just i wanted to do it all myself yeah yeah i, I it didn't even occur to me to uh, okay let me let me actually talk to people because we we are doing this life together we're dealing with some of the same that's things. key that's key you know what i'm saying mm. let me talk to different people from different walks of life and like um you know just pick their brains mm. you know see what they feel about certain things and that's exactly what i did and 
that was so instrumental. I, t I tell you that, like, I was able to come up with a lot of things to write about mm -hmm. after talking to people through the questionnaires and through those Zoom sessions. Mm -hmm. And again, if that's why I say it's God, because if it wasn't for the pandemic, I don't think I would have had time. <laughs> they to, got pandemic P. You know, you're in the opposite action with a pandemic P. You, you got know, pandemic right. <laughs> pan, pandemic right, man. Pandemic book. So shout out. Hey, man. And so on the flip side, what has been the public perception of feedback from the book? It's been out since October now. Yes, sir. Um, You know, something about myself, maybe I need to improve on it. Like when I hear people like, wow, this, this, this. I'm like, oh, you sure? You positive, you know, because I'm like, dang, I know I wrote it. I know I think it's good, but you, you, you for real. I feel like I've gotten a lot of um, great feedback in terms of people feeling like they can relate to certain things because I covered so many different topics mm -hmm. in there. Like, I'm talking like so many different topics right. that can be relatable, that are things people experience. So, I, and the reason I did that is. I wanted so many people to maybe be able to, you know, ingratiate themselves in the book and reflect and see how they can put themselves in it in order to see what they can gain mm -hmm. from in order to apply it to themselves and see, okay, how is how did this um, impact me? Mm -hmm. Like the questionnaire questions, I want people to ask themselves like, what role has this played in shaping my life to where I am today? Mm -hmm. And I think that's where a lot of the positive feedback came from. And um, I've definitely gotten some feedback from some from some ladies, from some queens that say, um, you as a brother, you as a man, what, what, what do you know about <laughs> writing about women? Why should I read this? Yeah. Why should I take something from a man? I'm sorry, but shout out to you. Congrats. But I'm not gonna su support a project that's for women that's by a man because I just why are you not writing for men? I've gotten that too, yeah. so I've gotten both. Makes it, yeah. yeah, and you know you, you, you definitely touching a lot of you know celibacy and the stallion. That's uh, huge uh, now. Hey, hey brother, you know what I'm saying the inner circle, toxic yeah. love, non-negotiables. You know what I'm saying? Hey, friends. We gonna get into it, but you know, getting to know family, the person. Yeah, what's your sure. background, though? What's your What's your background? What's your story? You, you talk a little bit about you know, school. You graduated from uh, Frostburg. Yes, sir. Frostburg State. You got siblings? Oh man, I got three siblings. So it's it's a boy, girl, boy, girl. So I'm I'm the third mm -hmm. middle child. Um, First generation immigrant. Yeah, I mean, I was born in Nigeria too. Hey, <laughs> you know <what> I'm <laughs> I was born in Nigeria. I uh, came here when I was eight and a half. Um, came straight to pg county maryland uh for the most part i've been here lived in texas for like a year mm -hmm. but then moved back to maryland because yeah you know some things <laughs> some things just happened in the dmv some things just happened and then um went to college uh frostburg and uh grad at chicago school of psychology in dc um in terms of myself man i'm a, I'm a family man brother um, you know, I'm sh I'm a low key type of brother. Mm -hmm. Grew up, uh, you know, in a family where you know our faith was very important. Uh, grew up in the church. Mm -hmm. You may say used to be in the choir. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, did uh, a mentor 
group in my church as well uh, for young for young girls. Um, it's crazy now that I think about it. You know, I was doing the groups with the young girls, even though I had the, this book in mind. But at the time, this book was inactive because I wasn't even writing it. Yeah, yeah. But so the so I've always done something in relation to this. With, yeah, yeah. And I think all that were. In, to prepare me for this mm. even though i wasn't conscious of it yeah now that i'm i'm literally just thinking about it right now like you know i i mentor so with that I, it, as you can see in the book i covered um toxic love and you think you're in love and you know that puppy love when <clears throat> young girls begin to date whether it's middle school high school and you think you're in love even though we're not quite ready for that you know most of us but we we acquire or attain some war wounds some scars mm. during those ages even though mm. you know what i'm saying <laughs> we, we're not ready for it and yeah. those scars sometimes follow us into adulthood or into those next relationships and it's like man if only we we knew like the consequence of what we were doing facts you know what i'm saying like because man you're dealing with a but that's why we have you the family now the therapist you know so why you know which is my talk, next question talk why, to me, talk why, to why, me. why why become a therapist you actually start engineering i started yo and that's let me this why when i say this is god i'm i'm i meant that that's not just a phrase so <clears throat> when i was a senior in high school um again I was born in Nigeria. Mm -hmm. African parents. What are what are the the, the, the what they lawyer, to, doctor, engineer? Bingo. <laughs> That's it. Older brother was studying law. My the next one is my sister, med school. I'm next. Ah, engineering. Okay. <laughs> now you know. So um, I'm like I, I I wanted and I told I remember my father probably don't remember but I remember this vividly. Um, and at that time, even though I was a good student, honor roll, I just didn't know what I wanted to do in life. Mm. Um, I remember growing up in Nigeria because I was, uh, my grandfather, which is my father's dad, um, you know, he, we come, we spent time and they were like agricultural background. So I always used to say I wanted to be a farmer, you know, but that, I was a kid, you yeah, know what yeah. I'm saying? <laughs> but now you come to America ain't no farm in maryland you know what i'm saying so i didn't know what i wanted to do high school I, I played baseball so i really thought i was gonna go to the leagues i was so naive i mean because if i really knew I'm, i should have known i had no chance right because i wasn't just that good on that level you know what i'm saying but i just felt like you know i'm a man of faith i'm like man god gonna get me there you know what i'm saying so and when that didn't work out when i I was like, all right, I'm gonna I'm go to college, but I never knew what I wanted to really study. But then when I started to reflect, I told my dad I want to do uh, psychology or a journalist, which is to write. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Crazy enough, now we we you're talking we, right you know about authorship. It's dang, I never even said I'm gonna be a journalist. Now, I'm, <laughs> wow, God is good. Yeah, man. So, but my dad's like, they don't make money. You know what I'm saying? So. So I what about uh, okay engineer? I was like bet. So I declared engineer major when I went to uh, college. Um, 
I did that for my first year. For my first year, my freshman year, even though I was an engineering major, I took mostly my general courses. Mm-hmm. Then my second year, I said, okay, let me begin tackling these engineering classes. It wasn't going. Ah, first, <laughs> my that first semester of sophomore year, I think I did like 1.9. Oof. <laughs> then the second semester, I think I did like 2.45 or something like that. And during that, before the end of the second year, I was like, ah, this no go be my portion of Jesus' <laughs> name. I, I, I can't continue down this road. Yeah, yeah. Because I went from being on Dean's List 3.6 my freshman year to 1.9. I said, what? Yeah. what? What is this? I've never seen a grade like this in my life. So, you know, again, high school, honor roll, middle school. So, like, this is new to me. Yeah. So, I went and I talked to... Like, you know, the academic advisors. And I'm like, um, even before I get there. So, like, my freshman, sophomore year, some of my homegirls, you know, they will always come to me and be like, man, can we have a therapy session? (laughs) Mind you, I'm an engineer major. They will come to me and be like, can we have a therapy session? They will vent to me. They will tell me about, you know, what they're going through, their issues, whatever. And we will be doing therapy sessions, bro. I'm telling you, mm-hmm. I was an engineering major. We'll, we'll be talking. I don't even know where I got the <laughs> answers I, yeah, or yeah. responses to tell them, but they will come back. I'm saying we did this all the, go, time. All, all the time. So at the end of my second year and sophomore year, I just went to my academic advisor. I was like, man, is there a major I can do? that I can graduate in four years. Cause mind you, my brother and my older sister, you know, they don't finish, yeah. you know? So I'm like, I don't want to be the first to be in school for more than four <laughs> years. So they, the advisor looked at me and said, only thing is psychology, literally. Anything else, you're gonna have to stay it. Mm-hmm. And even with psychology, you might have to do like 16 credits here, or 17 credits. Cause you know, normally it's 15 credits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, bet I can handle Four credits, I can do it. Mm-hmm. So, and <clears throat> literally, that's how I became a therapist. If it wasn't for that, I would have still been trying engineering, engineering. <laughs> but because I I wanted to graduate on time, and me getting one point nine, <laughs> you ain't gonna graduate on time. time. Yeah. So I was like, all right. You feel like you're walking in, in your purpose. It's like I mean, I think you are because you know you've been yeah. doing it from jump. I'm telling you, and but I but all these things had to happen. Yeah. For for that to come to fruition, because again, I would be engineer right now if I didn't experience those challenges. Mm. But or I could have cho- chosen another major if if it's say music or dance will let you graduate in four years, I would have done that. Because mm-hmm. again, at the time I was 18, 19. You trying right? to get out. <laughs> exactly. You you that young, but you trying to make a decision about your future. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So at that time, I was just like, man, as long as I graduate in four years so my parents can see, okay, this this he's the third child. He's not the one that's unruly. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? He's still... Keeping up the family name, you know, something that we as Africans, that's it's a lot of pressure with. So that's really how I, I'm like, all right, psychology, I'll graduate on time. And that's really how. And it also made sense because, again, I've been doing counseling with my homegirls. For a minute. Yeah. And an undergrad for like two years. So now I'm like, hmm. So if I do psychology, I get to be a counselor. Mm-hmm. 
and I actually like doing those therapy sessions that they will call it. So I, mean, I can see myself doing. So who therapies the therapist? You know, especially now in this COVID nineteen era, a lot of people need help. And you a know, when you see a lot of people, who who are you going to? Man, you know, <laughs> I I mean, I, I I tap into different people. Um, I mean, I, I have people in my life that you know sometimes if I want to vent about something, I, I'm able to talk to. Uh, therapists need therapists too, man. Mm-hmm. You know, because we people too, we humans. So. Right. Definitely, uh, any therapist that feel like they don't, you know, uh, shout out to you. But I will always say, don't, don't, don't get in that. And you know, my therapist friends, they also mm-hmm. have people they talk to. So I mean, we we human beings, baby. Facts. And this is one. Qu- this is a question that's you know like innate to stuck in me. Like you know, in addition to you know everything you've gone through writing a book, seven years, and you know, what what, what do you struggle with? You know, you got a podcast, you got work, you got a book you're pushing now, and how do you deal with it? How do I deal with just what do you struggle with in life? Yeah, personally, like I said, I'm I'm human, bro. Um, I I have some of the same challenges that everybody do, so I I, I, I'm always a believer in. It's kind of like how sometimes people look at celebrities or rich people like and think they don't have problems. You know what I'm saying? We all are humans. We all exist. For example, okay, we during this year look at all the stuff we deal with, whether Mm -hmm. it's COVID. Whether it's uh, Black Lives Matters, the movement in terms of you know police brutality and inequality, mm-hmm. you don't you don't think I'm affected by those two? Right, yeah. You know, we just had the election. Like we we all have the same challenges. You know, whether it's challenges in friendships, whether relationships, whether mm-hmm. family dynamics, whether even with job stuff. You know, mm-hmm. we all have the same challenges, and the only difference is. Um, with my job, I, I, I have certain coping skills mm. that helps me navigate through them uh, no in, a, in a healthy manner. Yeah. Yeah. Man, getting into the book a little bit, man, um, it's, it's it's one chapter in there, you know, uh, the only child syndrome. Mm. You the only child? Nah, I got okay. six of us. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay. Let's see, we, we deep. But, you know, in doing research for this book, mm. and, you know, this, this uh, I'm, I'm curious to know because... I, I view only child, and this is you know a question for a lot of ladies and, and men as well. Would you say only only child also applies to the only friend that ain't married yet syndrome, or only um, uh, you know what I mean, like girl child syndrome? Mm. So are you're asking whether the only child, as if let's say you were the, or the only child, mm-hmm. is similar to you being in your group of friends and you're the, the only, only one that ain't got a man only, or okay. and first of all you, you know what I'm saying like getting into the book talk about the only child scene. i don't want to spoil it for people you oh, know yeah. that, that chapter no, no, we, we, can, we, can, <laughs> we can spoil it we can spoil yeah, it yeah yeah nah so in doing um in writing this book i really wanted to explore all these different factors that shape people like i said i'm the third of four right so um with this with being the third of four and not only that, I'm not even an only male, right? Mm-hmm. I have my older brother to look at. He's four years older than me. So um, with that, there was a lot of things that he did that I was able to learn from. As an only child, you may not always have that, right? Cause, mm-hmm. And then not just that. Um, just think about it. Let's say um, it's in terms of sharing things. Like we shared, me and my siblings, we shared a room 
for the longest time, especially coming from Nigeria Fight, and yeah. coming to the United States. We had the bunk beds, yeah. you know, those fights. Yeah. We had to share one TV and one video game. Yeah. Me and my brother used to fight all the time. You know, it's it's just so many different things, um, you know, that that shapes you mm-hmm. that we don't really discuss. But an uh, only child, you know, you're that the only one, you know, your parent is is Yah. How does that shape, you know, your friendships? Do you now that you don't have others in your peer, uh, let's say you have cousins, so maybe they're your friends, maybe you don't, right? So how does that shape how you do in relationship? Are you some? Does it make you want to um, latch on them? You know mm. what I'm saying? Because you don't really have that support when it comes to like the siblings. Mm. Does it make you want to latch on your friends? You know what I'm saying? Does it make you uh, kind of want to, you know, have your own space? Because mm. it's like you're used to having your own space. You're not used to sharing. Mm. So I wanted to kind of explore all those things and. Uh, I was able to get some responses yeah. from some in a relationship. Uh, you know, now that you're breaking out, it's a little different. But you know, let's say for example, you know, girl, she got all her, you know, friends. They don't, you know, boot up. Do you think mm. her being single for a minute? Mm. That, that starts to get I, I, an only. Oh, oh, oh yeah, just <laughs> only only uh, single. Syndrome. I mean, you're you're uh, you, only you, girl- you understand it right because. You know, you, you, you just popped the big question, right? Yeah. <laughs> so um, think about it. Let's say let's say it's a gr- you and your boys. Let's say it's a group of five of y'all. Yeah. All y'all married. And let's even throw kids in there. It's, cer- it's a certain life changes. Thanks. And you as the only b- boy, uh, the only unmarried one, let's say, you know, as a group, especially when y'all were in y'all so-called prime, Y'all would go to the bar. Mm-hmm. Y'all would watch a game. Y'all might go, you know, to a concert. And, you know, those brothers, they just can't go, pick up and go at at the same frequency mm-hmm. anymore because life has changed. Right. You know what I'm saying? And sometimes now, especially if all you guys and the girls are now friends, they they might want to, uh, okay, let's do a couple's trip. Let's, especially wintertime, let's hit the cabin. You know what I'm saying? You as the only one, are, are you ready to go to the cabin? Not saying you you won't be, but sometimes you know you are, are you gonna bring your girlfriend or a side chick or mm-hmm. you know what yeah I'm saying? yeah like <laughs> just so you won't be the the odd ball out the the odd number you know so those things sometimes changes the dynamic even though the love you guys have hasn't changed you know what I'm saying. But sometimes it begins to affect some people because they they might feel left out and they might be struggling with the changes that has happened to the dynamic of that friendship. Yeah, man, that's deep. So, like, you know, talk about the the chapter structure. Um, Okay. Because it's a lot of this. Like you said, you talk, you you, you hear some sub, some subjects. Yes, sir. We did. So the thing is, like I said, man, I just I, I keep saying I thank God. Because I don't even know how it occurred to me. I, maybe it's something every writer gro- goes through. Because all these chapters, the structure was different at first. Mm. But then I'm like, nah, I want it to flow. Like, I want to paint a picture. Fact, yeah. I want to tell a story. So, pretty much, um, you know, and as a therapist, 
we learn about well you know the lifespan of human beings mm. so that's kind of the structure i was going for mm. so the first chapter talks about the genesis you know and which is exploring your dynamic with your parents yeah. because when you're born really it's you and your parents right and then if you have siblings or not then that it, 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 that's the next step so i start off with that like when you were born those early years then i went to um you and your siblings yeah. then i went to your friendships you know because when you now are school age you elementary it's about fitting in it's about being cool it's about being accepted Ooh. and you know what i'm saying and if you're not what types of um you know the peer pressure you may face you know what types of uh how can that affect your self-esteem or your self-confidence so i want to explore that and then what's next right we talked about earlier the puppy love that young love yeah yeah you, yeah. you start <laughs> you know you go through puberty you start to notice uh the girls the girls start to notice you and you guys boy start, meets girl, girl exa meets <laughs> exactly and then you and then i want to go to like you know what i'm saying when you think you grown when you think you're an adult when you turn 18 you turn it and, up you know, know what that. i'm saying you you start to get all these freedoms of a, an adult even though you're not quite an adult mm. and then you know so and then i discussed that life after you know let's say you know after college when you you really feel like you grown now you're driving you, you might have a degree you in your 20s you might have a decent paying job or whatever so you know you're going on trips like you you've pretty much gained a a lot of independence away from your parents yeah you know so now you've might have a relationship or, or two under your belt you know what i'm saying i i call those years the yolo years right yeah yeah, yeah. you only live once you know what i'm saying i explored those years um talked about social media you know because that's the age we're in now the technology era talked about how that has impacted um you know what i'm saying dating and life in general uh then I, of course i discussed friend you know careers and adult friendship i discussed traumas mm. and abuse mm. you know what i'm saying whether it's sexual abuse whether it's domestic violence whether it's molestation because you know these are things people go through yeah then we discuss like healing because um after we've talked about the abuse and all that i wanted to discuss how we heal mm -hmm. the steps and strategies to that we can heal from some of these things i want to talk about self-love you know and acceptance because i think that's so key that's one of the keys in uh you know in getting through or uh, in combating a lot of the challenges we have if you look at yourself and say, man, I love me some meat. And if you not only say it, but if the choices you, you it, make, yeah, yeah. if you believe it and your choices match, it's going to help when you're dealing with yeah. in that toxic relationship. That helps you walk away because you're like, you know what? I still love this person, but I love me more and I know I deserve more. You know, then I talked about dating, talked about, you know, what to look for in when you're dating you know when you know yourself you know your love language you know how you want to be loved and all those things what so what do you look for um that are tangible things then um 
how to uh, develop your non-negotiables, mm-hmm. like things you just not gonna stand for. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, uh, I could work with you here, but nah, not here. You know what I'm saying? We we not going for it. Then talking about relationships in general, because we always hear about oh, uh, reflex as proposed to his girl, reflex and his lady are now married. How do you stay married? Mm-hmm. How do you stay in a healthy marriage? Mm-hmm. We never hear about that. We used to watch a lot of like shows and cartoons. Snow White and Sleeping Beauty, they live happily ever after. <laughs> but they never show us happily ever after. Mm-hmm. So in our minds, we normally have people, especially women, we have women whose goal are, is to, you know, to be married and to have that big wedding. We don't have women expressing, man, I want a healthy marriage. Mm. I, you know, I and things like that. Or not even women, even men. Man, yeah, yeah. We Facts. don't have people just saying, oh, man, I want a healthy marriage. I want a marriage, you know, full of that. Because we're always given this picture of living happily ever after. And that shiny day where you look great and it's your day. But it's not about that. So I wanted to explore what it entails and what factors you know come into play for those of us who who have healthy relationships man one thing i'll say for sure is you know your book back of your hand and you spend time with it because a lot of people and you know they're big they pay people to write you ask some questions like how do you know the structure of the book it's like yeah yeah i talk about it but you know the book from start to Bro, finish so yeah when you when, you, when <laughs> it takes you seven years you know uh, yes. you better you better know your book so and man you know the 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 writing process bro every day seven days 20 you know what i'm saying yeah i will wake up early go to bed like 3 4 a.m mm-hmm. pick right. back up so i i mean i was i was in my mamba mentality bro mm-hmm. real talk mm-hmm. I, I was so locked in i i couldn't even believe it was me mm. like it was i remember shout out to dr ronke yeah i yeah, see yeah. you was on you yeah, did yeah, writer's yeah, yeah. block she's with cool, her she's cool yeah you know th- those are my peoples um I remember um, just, you know, talking to her around that time. I was so happy when I did writer's block with her. I was, I think I, I had like 20 pages. I was so happy uh, when I initially talked to her. But then when I did the, um, I did the questionnaire and I started talking to people, bro, I wrote like 60 pages within like less than two weeks. Mm. It took me seven years to write 20 pages. <laughs> Just imagine two weeks you didn't write like 60 pages, bro. That's how locked in I yeah. was, man. Every day I initially started saying, man, if I could write a page or two a day, one page, I remember I wrote like 10 pages, 10 pages. Mm. One day, one of them days, because I was just, the ideas was just flowing. Oh, yeah. It was just flowing. That's dope. Yeah. That's dope. What's next to the book? What's next to the book? I hear there's a podcast in the pipeline. You know, the, 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 I, I think it's only necessary, man, because um, it's, it's just a topic that I know generates a lot of dialogue and conversation, um, you know, and I, I just want to be able to have available resource, you know, when it comes to, you know, the topic in general. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely, I'm, I'm on this world tour. Thank you for having me. Yeah, man. You know what I'm saying? Thank you for allowing me on your on your wonderful platform. 
I'm trying to promote a book. Also, uh, for those that for those that have read the the last chapter, the last I'm getting there. I'm I'm close. (laughs) Y'all know what's next, so y'all know what y'all know what we what we trying to do. You know what I'm saying? I'm I'm trying to do something for the for the fellas. Okay. Because it's only right. It's only right. It's only right. We 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 try to manifest our king essence too. You feel me? Hey man. So um, kings commit out here. You already (laughs) know. So that's that's what's next. Um, Because I'm 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 all about healthy human beings, Mm -hmm. especially. With us black black folks, yeah, man. man, certainly. And check out the check out Melanated Fathers as well. Melanated thank, Fathers LLC. Thank, thank you, sir, man. Melanated Fathers, man. We we out here trying to do things for 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 black fathers, man. Because you know, um, I, I'm all about advocating for the black family. Like I said earlier, black children, black mm-hmm. women, black men. So um, you know, I'm I'm a champion of black fathers. I'm a black father myself, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I, I just want to be an agent of change and a resource uh, when it comes to uh, mental health space, when it comes to maybe helping black fathers with, um, you know, job program or reentry in terms of the legal system. Um, how, that's my vision for Melanated Fathers. And, you know, yearly I want to be able to be doing a, a, a program where we can award some scholarships, mm-hmm. you know, for for some black kids, mm-hmm. man, for for these black fathers, you know, father of the year type of stuff. Mm-hmm. That's my goal, man. Uh, we start somewhere, so I'm, I'm I'm no stranger to starting small, but you know, I'm a hard worker. And yeah, man. I know I know we gonna get there one day. Man, this has been a wholesome, healthy conversation, bro. Yes, sir. Man. Yes, sir. Check out the website, man. Shout w- it out. Femi Sonya. Y'all, y'all can see in the in the book. Yes, sir. Now we got stuff. We got the book there. My mom is an author. You know, Road to Righteous Living. You know what I'm saying? She, y'all can check up, pick up her book there. And then we got some merch for Melanated Fathers on there as well. So certainly, you know, we represent. Man, had a pleasure of speaking with Oluwa. Femi Sanya, author Gee. of I'm Manifesting My Queen Essence, Gee. CEO and founder of Melanated Fathers LLC and professional couples and mental health therapists. Bro, appreciate you coming through, kicking it with us, man. man. Thank you for having me. This this been a pleasure, man. You 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 great at what you do, man. <laughs> hey, you man. you a natural, brother. Hey, I try, bro. You're I try. Natural. I got I got a lot of help uh, from AK, from Ma, from Achiri, from Charles, Tutu, and Ines, the whole stuck community gang gang and team. If you enjoyed what you heard, what can, you watched, can I ask you a question? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh. Ashanti or Keisha Cole? Hey man, Ashanti all day, bro. Okay. I had the biggest crush on Ashanti, Word. bro. You <laughs> and me both, but, but I'm, I'm gonna have to go with Keisha. Bro, when I saw Jordan Lucas' uh, new video with Ashanti, oh, I said, brother, are they together after that video? I said, brother, <laughs> if you need, <laughs> no, Ashanti, hey, hey, you, are, you, are, you are engaged. I'm engaged now, but uh, you know, you know, you know, you know. This is this uh, you know, yeah. women who are out of our leagues. Yeah, uh, but <laughs> no, nobody's out of your league, bro. I like you. Yeah, I like you, Shayo. Yes, sir. Now, Ashanti, I, I go Ashanti just cause um, 
like that whole murder ink man like yeah. her hits with jaru kishoko got bigger hits. yeah, yeah i like Kishu. like she she I'm, bigger but, but ashanti I, like I'm, I'm a ashanti fan yeah. but i mean you know i'm I, i'm a, i'm into my r&b bag you know i'm a sentimental brother yeah you man know, keisha she hit you with them i wish I, I wish i cheated with this song or whatever i should have cheated <laughs> you know what i'm saying hey man we're gonna be out there watching that joint oh. might pour me up a little you know white wine or okay. red wine or something i don't okay. know okay and uh dang, i'm sad my, my lady night in town because you know they're talking about they're gonna be singing in your face yeah <laughs> yeah gonna be on the zoom we're gonna be on the zoom okay. watching that joe we're gonna okay. be on the zoom watching that joe okay. it's gonna be lit but I, i'm going to shanti because okay shanti hold a special place I feel musically I, in my I, heart I, i'm not even mad at you I'm yeah not, so you gonna keep you go yeah I, I i mean i just think like you said keisha got them hits man you know, she even the joint with Kanye. I don't love you no more. Like, you know, she got some Ashanti, Yeah, Keisha Kobe now. She got some with Pac too. Nah, yeah. she. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Ashanti got a joint with Pac too. I ain't heard that. Yeah. All right, I'm going to Now, it's going to be dope. Yeah. Shout out to Versus, man. Team Swiss. They doing dope, yo, yo, man. They doing dope. They, they are they doing dope. Yeah, for, I, I'm, I'm curious to know for, how they're monetizing. For the culture. Yeah, I'm just curious to know how they're monetizing it. But this is this has been dope, bro. Listen, if you enjoy what you watch, what you heard, hit the subscribe button. It's the Stuck Middle Podcast. Uh, and we out. Man, support, support your brother. Man. Sir. Support a black man. Please. <laughs> Gee. Gee.